How to Appease Man's Wrath by Father Daniel Couture. Who found Our Lady behind every major event in Scripture? Did you know that Abigail prefigures Mary's queenship, her wisdom, and her intercession? And how did Abigail conquer the great warrior David? All this and more is addressed by Father in this 16th episode of the Fatima Center series, No Mary, No Jesus. Ave Maria Purissima. I'm Father Daniel Couture. Welcome to these ongoing series of talks on our Blessed Lady in order to put into practice the message of Fatima. At Fatima, Our Lady said, God wants to establish in the world devotion to my Immaculate Heart. We have to understand the word devotion. We have to understand the word Immaculate, the word Heart. That's the purpose of these talks, because Our Lady is God's masterpiece. There will always be something new to find out about her. We have begun a series of talks on the mysteries after having seen Our Lady in her own soul. Now we're going to see some of the mysteries that she lived in union with her son, our Redeemer, our Lord Jesus Christ. And we're starting with the first one, the first joyful mystery, the Annunciation. As I have said in the previous talk, whenever we speak of Scripture, we have to understand that there are different layers of meaning. There's treasures hidden in that field. And it is tradition. It is the commentaries of the great fathers of the church. It is the liturgy using these passages that show the link between the Old Testament and the New Testament. The Word of God is one. So when he, like the rainbow, when he, the color multiplies, it's still light, the one white color that spreads. Here's the same thing. It's, scripture is really the gift of God. And as St. Jerome says, ignorance of Scripture is the ignorance of Christ. And we can apply that to Our Lady as well. Ignorance of Scripture is the ignorance of Our Lady. St. Albert the Great wrote a whole book called Biblia Mariana, where he reads Scripture from the beginning, from Genesis. And he tried to find Our Lady behind all the key things, events, persons. Beautiful, the Biblia Mariana of St. Albert which Don de Morleon, the commentators that we follow, has uh, used uh, in abundance. So I told you we're going to look at another story of the Old Testament foretelling in some details the great day where our Blessed Lady became the Mother of God, the day of the Annunciation. We have seen in a previous talk the story of Abraham sending his senior servant, Eliezer, to find Rebecca for Isaac. And Rebecca consoled Isaac more than the loss, than the death of Sarah, the mother of Isaac, had caused him grief. Our Lady compensates abundantly. 
the original sin caused by Adam and Eve, Eve, our first mother. So let us look at another story. This one, according to the Vulgate, it's the first book of Kings, chapter 25. Other Bibles might call it first book of Samuel, chapter 25. Actually, it starts with the death of Samuel. It's the story of David, young David, soon after the death of Goliath, has to flee the envious King Saul, wanting to kill him. Saul killed a thousand, David killed ten thousands. And so Saul is he's jealous of the glory of David. What is left to him then to take my throne? And there are prophecies going around that David actually is going to take the throne of Saul, who was rejected because of his disobedience, offering a sacrifice when he was not entitled to do so. Obedience is greater than sacrifice, had told him Samuel. So here we are. We are on the, if you see the Dead Sea in your mind or on the map of the Holy Land, but halfway down the Dead Sea on the west coast, David is roaming around the mountains and the army of Saul is, is following him, trying to find him. And there's some interesting near miss. But let's skip this and come to this chapter 25. There are two Carmels in the Holy Land. There's that one near the Dead Sea and there's famous Mount Carmel further on the, the north, the west of Israel. So we're talking about Carmel, which is near the Dead Sea. So David is there, and David is a hero, a young man. He has 600 men with him, like bodyguards. They know he's the future king. They already want to be with him. Men of his age, perhaps some are older, some younger. And David is moving around with 600 men. So you have to feed them. If you're in charge, you have to feed 600 young men. So, on this day, he arrives on a hill and they have nothing left. So, David is wondering, where shall we find food? And they see smoke across the trees. They see smoke coming from a chimney. And it's, oh, there's a farm over there. He takes 10 of his young men. He says, you're going to go and meet that farmer over there and ask him if he has anything for us to eat. Tell him, David is here. David at that time was maybe a little bit, uh, can be a little bit proud of himself. He was the hero. Anyway, so he sends the ten men to this farmer whose name was Nabal. Nabal was a rich man. He had 3,000 sheep. The scripture says 1,000 goats. Nabal was married to a woman whose name was Abigail. She was a prudent and very comely woman. Notice the description in, in Latin, mulieri la prudentissima et speciosa, most prudent, virgo prudentissima. Her lady is the most prudent virgin. But her husband was not prudent. He was rather foolish. Nabal, Nabal means stupid. So the young men arrive at the farm, and they discuss with Nabal. They present themselves. We are the servants of, of David. We're with him. 
And by the way, we know your servants because they recognize that these are the servants of Nabal. They had met in the fields sometime before and they had even protected them. They had even helped them because they were more, they were military men while the shepherds were not equipped and they had protected the men of Nabal. So that was an extra reason to ask help from the, the master of Nabal. And so they gently, graciously ask if they can receive something, if they can get some food for David and his men. Nabal gets very angry. Nabal is more on on the side of Saul. And he knows that David ran away from Saul because Saul wanted to kill him. There he says here, Who is David? What is the son of Isaiah? Servants are multiplied nowadays who flee from their masters. Shall I take my bread and my water and the flesh of my cattle, which I have killed for my shearers, and give to men whom I know not whence they are? Very ungrateful, Nabal. These men asking for food had protected his own farmers. And so, there we have the ten men of David going back over to the next hill to David and reporting what happened. David gets angry. And let every man geared on his sword, he says. We're going to teach a lesson to this man. And so David leaves 200 men with all the, uh, the baggage. And he's coming down the hill with 400 men. While this was happening, when the 10 men left, some of the servants, because it's a big farm and there's lots of people, went to tell the wife of Nabal, Abigail, says, Madame, we just had a visit of ten men of David. They were asking for food and your husband, our master, kicked them away, was very rude to them, but they protected us when we were in the field. And I'm afraid David might come and maybe, Madame, there's, we better do something quick because there's danger coming up. And Abigail understood right away. So, she tells the men, so today, that day was the day of where they were shearing the sheep, so the big party for farmers, and she says, uh, go in the kitchen, take everything that you see in the kitchen. And so, they took 200 loaves of bread, two vessels of wine, five sheep ready, already dressed, five measures of parched corn, a hundred clusters of reason, 200 cakes of dry figs, laid them on asses. So, It's the whole kitchen which is going away now, not towards the field, but towards the hills. And just imagine in the forest, this whole procession of of, of servants carrying hot food, ready to eat. And on the other hills, there's David coming with his 400 men to kill Nabal, his wife, and everybody in that field. Because David, verse 21, David said, Truly in vain have I kept all that belonged to this man in the wilderness, and nothing was lost of all that pertained unto him. Why did I protect his servants? Now he does not even give us any food and drink. He has returned me evil for good. So, David is, is, uh, is angry. He will know who I am, he thinks. So David's coming, and Abigail is coming. Maybe 20 servants carrying the, the asses, carrying the food. 
And there must have been a, an opening there where David arrives and the servants arrive and Abigail is at the end. When Abigail came out, of course, there was a meeting. He says, who are you? Where are you going with all this food? Abigail, when she saw David, fell upon the ground, a bit like Rebecca when she saw Isaac. And she said, upon me, let this iniquity be, my Lord. Let thy handmaid speak. I beseech thee in thy ears and hear the words of thy servant. So immediately, Abigail knows she has to strike home right away. Notice in these words, it's a beautiful, it's a long prayer. It is almost eight, nine verses of this prayer of Abigail. Read it carefully. Read it carefully and you will see how how wise she is. First of all, she says, it's my fault. I was not there when your men came and talked to my husband. So she takes the blame on herself. Then she will excuse her husband. Don't mind him. He's called Nabal. Nabal means stupid. And so don't, don't mind him. Don't mind him. And then he al- she also says, verse 26, she's, she's concerned about his own soul. I don't want you to commit a sin. My Lord, now therefore, my Lord, the Lord liveth and thy soul liveth, who hath withholden thee from coming to blood. Providence does not want you to kill this man and hath saved thy hand to thee. And let thy enemies be as Nabal. That's pretty rough. She says, my husband is stupid. Well, you're stronger than my husband. Well, I'll let all your enemies like him and be like him and all they that seek evil to my Lord. But she does not only speak to try to calm down David. She says, your boys are hungry. I brought you food. I brought you food. Wherefore, receive this blessing. And she must have shown, look, the five sheep and all the, the figs and there's wine as well and there's bread and there's all these, these goods. And of course the soldiers, that's all they wanted. They just wanted to eat. Which thy handmaid, she constantly repeat, I'm just your handmaid. That's what Our Lady will say to St. Gabriel. Behold the handmaid of the Lord. Which thy handmaid has brought to thee, my Lord. And give it to the young men that follow thee, my Lord. So, your boys are hungry here. Here, give it. It's all they want. Fine. And forgive the iniquity of thy handmaid. She comes back to this. It's my fault. I, I know I've done wrong, but please, I ask for forgiveness. For the Lord will surely make my Lord a faithful house. She knows, and she wants to tell David, she knows the prophecy. She knows he's the appointed king. Thou, my Lord, fightest the battles of the Lord. Let not evil, therefore, be found in thee all the days of thy life. So she continues. So she covers all the bases. Your boys are hungry. Here's food. You're upset because of my husband. Well, it's my fault. And he's stupid. That's his name. And uh, don't commit a sin because God does not like us when we commit sin. And she even says at the end, and when you will be old, you will think over your life and you might remember this day. And she says, this shall not be an occasion of grief to thee and a scruple of heart to my Lord that thou hast shed innocent blood or hast revenged thyself. You followed your passion when you were young. Now you will regret. And then you will regret 
It's just fantastic. She's truly a most prudent woman. And David says, Blessed be the Lord, the God of Israel, who sent thee this day to meet me, and blessed be thy speech, and blessed be thou, benedictatu, in Latin. Blessed be thou, blessed art thou, Gabriel will say to Our Lady, who has kept me today from coming to blood and revenging me with my own hand. David is calmed down. He has, as we would say, chilled. He's, oh, sure, where were we going, boys? Well, to kill this man who did not want to give us food. Well, we have food now, so mission over. Let's eat. And I'm sure the young man with David said, yeah, we're, we're more hungry than we're angry. So, And David stops everybody. He says, okay, fine. David received at her hand all that she had brought him and said to her, Go in peace in thy house. Behold, I have heard thy voice and have honored thy face. Beautiful. David is calmed down. But the story does not end here. Abigail goes home and she tells her husband, not that night because he was probably drunk at a big party, the next morning when he was back to himself, he said, You know what, honey? You almost died yesterday. David was coming to cut our heads off. And when she said that to him, he had a heart attack. And he was like paralyzed. And ten days later, he died. And then the men of, and David with his men were still in, in the neighborhood. And through this shepherds, probably, he found out that Nabal had died. And then, verse 39 When David heard that Nabal was dead, he said, Blessed be the Lord who has judged the cause of my reproach at the hand of Nabal and has kept his servant himself from evil. So, David is a young man, he's early 20s. He says, but that means that smart woman, she's free to marry. Her husband is dead. And then David sent and treated with Abigail that he might take her to himself for a wife. And David's servant came to Abigail to Carmel and spoke to her, saying, David has sent us to thee to take thee to himself for a wife. She arose and bowed herself down with her face to the earth and said, Behold, let thy servant be a handmaid to wash the feet of the servants of my Lord. She's humble. Abigail is very smart and she's very humble. And she goes and made haste, brought some damsels with her, some maids with her. Charity never comes alone. Charity always comes with the other virtues. And she came to David and became his wife, the second wife of David. Beautiful story. David was going to kill Abigail. Abigail came, calmed him down, was a true mediatrix. Not only calmed him down, but compensated for the failed mission of his servants, of his men. And David was so impressed that he fell in love with her. Her husband died and he married her. That is what God does with us. When we offer Mass, the whole story of this chapter of David and Abigail is a, it's a beautiful expression of the Mass where 
God is upset because of our sins, of our ingratitude. We keep committing sin, committing sin, committing sin. And after everything God has done for us, but every day we offer Mass and we offer to God the Father, His Son, behold your Son, the Son in whom thou art well pleased. So God the Father calms down, so to speak. We're speaking in human way. But then God the Father is seeing His Son and says, well, that's all I want. It's my Son. But not only God the Father is pleased, but He falls in love with us and He will espouse our souls, come into our soul and make us His children and draw us to Himself. And so that's the story, one story of the Old Testament foretelling the Annunciation, particularly the role of Our Lady Mediatrix. She's humble, she's a handmaid, she repeats it a number of times, and she, she managed to reach David to the heart, and this woman beats him, and David is, so to speak, conquered by the wisdom, by the prudence, by the words of that woman. I have heard thy voice and have honored thy face. What will the angel say to Our Lady? Thou hast found grace with God. God has heard your prayers. The prayers that summarizes the prayers of all the saints of the Old Testament. You win. Here I come. That's a beautiful figure of the Annunciation. So in our next talk, we will look at the mystery of the Annunciation itself and till we move on to the New Testament. But at the same time, there's constant relation with the Old Testament in the words of the angel Gabriel. Ave Maria, gratia plena. Thank you very much and God bless. This presentation has been brought to you by the Fatima Center. Copyright 2021. All rights reserved. For more resources regarding the Catholic faith and the message of Fatima, and to support this vital apostolate with a much-needed donation, please visit our website, Fatima.org, or call us at 1-800-263-8160. So many souls need to know and love Mary, so as to truly know and love Jesus. For the glory of God and the salvation of souls, please share this talk with others. And may God reward you. Our Lady of Fatima, pray for us.